Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. There's one Bible verse that many people in the secular world know. Yes, even in the secular world, they may not be Christians. They don't practice their faith. Maybe they don't even go to church. They probably don't read the Bible that much. I doubt they're doing a lot of Lexio Divina. But, oh, they know this one Bible verse. Oh, they've got it memorized, and they can preach it like a Baptist preacher. And they love to use this, especially when Christians will stand up and say something's right or wrong. As soon as a Christian says something like abortion is wrong, then the secular person is going to take this Bible verse and throw it at us. They're going to say, well, your Jesus said, don't judge, don't judge. And what do we Christians do when we get that Bible verse thrown in our face? We tend to cower. We tend to hide. We don't know what to do. We're like, oh no, they're quoting Jesus against me. So I guess I can't say abortion is wrong. I can't say anything is immoral. I can't say anything's wrong and wrong for everyone. Oh no, Jesus said, don't judge. Well, it's interesting. This upcoming Sunday in the gospel readings, we're going to encounter that very passage. It comes from Luke's gospel, chapter 6, verse 37, where Jesus says, don't judge lest you be judged. Well, what does that really mean? Does that mean we can never use our mind? We can never say that there are certain things that are good and certain things that are bad, certain things that are right, certain things that are wrong, and always good and always bad for everybody. Can, can we say that? How do we make sense out of this Bible verse? Well, that's what I'm going to talk about in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sri, and so excited to be with you all here. Uh, I just came off an amazing weekend. It was the great Focus Seek Conference, and they had tens of thousands of people tuning in all over the United States from overseas, many, many parishes and dioceses sponsoring Seek events in their home and in their parishes, many people opening up their homes to have their friends come and, 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 be, and participate in this, and, and many college students, of course, all over the country. So I was blessed to actually go and visit some of the sites that were hosting Seek events. I went up to Our Lady of the Valley in Windsor, Colorado on Friday night and got to give a talk with them. Thank you so much for having me. And then I got to go to the Omni up in, in Westminster here, just north of Denver. That was the main hub site where all of the main event talks were being broadcast and college students from, from all over Colorado. That was awesome. And then I flew to Dallas, Texas, where they had, I think that was the largest Seek gathering, maybe like 1,500 people. It was amazing. College students from all over the great state of Texas. I just want to give a shout out to everybody that participated in SEEK, whether you were a college student, you were a priest, you were a bishop, you are a parish leader, you're an alumni of Focus, you're a benefactor, you're just a, a man or woman of good faith that joined us for this great adventure. My prayers for all of you that the, the conference will bear much fruit in your life, in your family, and in your parish. The previous week, I had a chance also to go visit a couple of college campuses, and I just want to give a shout out to the students at University Parish at the University of Toledo. Wonderful being with them. And, and then I went to go give a talk at Hillsdale College. That was amazing. My son is a student there. I got to meet all of his friends and they have their little campus ministry house and it was completely packed. I had to literally walk between three different rooms to kind of be able to see everybody as I was giving my talk. And then I got to stay up with him and his friends really late at night, past midnight with some of them. It, it was awesome. So big shout out and, and, and words of gratitude to all the wonderful students I got to meet. Uh, at Hillsdale College as well. Well, we're going to talk about this Bible verse that's coming up in this Sunday's gospel reading, where Jesus says, don't judge lest you 
be judged. So he seems to be saying we should just never judge. You know, does that mean we we, sh- we can never say something's right or wrong? We can't make a, a moral judgment and say this is wrong in all circumstances. Can we, can we not say that? Because Jesus says don't judge. Well, what you need to know is that there are times like this when Jesus says don't judge, but there's other times where the Bible commands us to judge. It says we should judge. Jesus himself in Matthew 19, verse 28, tells the apostles that they're going to sit on thrones and they will judge the 12 tribes of Israel. So they're, they're told to judge. Similarly, St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2.15 that the spiritual man judges all things. So if we want to be spiritual, we want to be close to God, we, we have to be men and women with wisdom who can judge all things. So sometimes the Bible says don't judge. Sometimes it says you must judge if you want to be a mature Christian. So how do we make sense out of that? It has to do with the context. We have to figure out what is it that you're judging. Judging in and of itself is not a bad thing. God gave us a mind. He wants us to use it. He wants us to make judgments. It depends what we're judging. You see, in in the reading we have this Sunday in Luke chapter 6, verse 37, Jesus says, don't judge lest you judge. But then he goes on and says, don't condemn lest you be condemned. He's basically saying, don't judge souls. We should never judge someone's soul. We should never condemn them. We, we are not in the, in, in the seat of God. We're not God. We, we can't see everything. Only God can see everything going on in someone's life, their background, their history, uh, what their intentions were, what was happening, what they actually did. We only get glimpses of someone's moral life. And so we can never be in the position where we judge someone else's soul and we condemn them to hell or we say, you have have this spiritual status before God that's really horrible. Uh, we can't get into their soul. That's between them and God alone. We should never judge someone's soul. But does that mean we can never judge? Does that mean we can never say things are right or wrong? You see, what I'm going to share with you, this is actually what I shared with the college students uh, that I, when I was speaking at the SEEK conference this last weekend. I got to share with them that there's a big difference between making a judgment and judging someone's soul. So what Jesus is condemning in this upcoming Sunday's reading in Luke 6, 37, he's condemning the idea of judging someone's soul, their spiritual status before God. That's between them and God alone. But he's not saying don't make judgments. Of course, we make judgments all the time. You know, we had this big, really cold wave come through the middle of America the last, the last week uh, here in Denver. It got below zero. I mean, it's freezing here. We have to drip the water so that our, our pipes don't burst. I mean, it was really cold. And so if I see the weather and I see it's really cold outside, I make a judgment. When I have to go outside, I'm going to wear a jacket. <laughs> Does that mean I'm a mean, intolerant, judgmental person? No, I'm just, I'm just making a good decision. And that God gave us a mind. He wants us to use our mind and make judgments like that all the time. I bet many of you, when you have to go somewhere, maybe there's like a big event at the parish and you want to get to the parish and make sure you're there on time and to be there for this event. It's really important to you. So you pull out Google Maps maybe and, and you map it out. Where should I go? What's the best route to get there so I get there on time? You use your mind. You make a judgment. You follow the, the route. That, that's the most efficient way to get there. We make decisions all the time. God gave us a mind. He wants us to use our brains. Making a judgment in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's actually really good and healthy. We just don't want to judge people's souls. That's all. That's what Jesus is going after. Now, let let me go a step further here. I want to see how many of you listeners are willing to go 
to this next step. So it's okay to use our mind and make judgments about the weather and what clothes to wear and, you know, and what, what road to take. So, okay. But can we ever make judgments about other people's actions? Is that okay to do? Can we ever use our mind to make a judgment about someone else's actions? Some of you, I, I, I know you're doing this. Some of you just nodded. You nodded when I asked that question. You, you kind of nodded. Yes. Are you Christian? I mean, don't you know Jesus says, don't judge? <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Well, is it? Yeah, Jesus says, don't judge. But again, he's talking about condemning souls. Is it okay to judge someone else's actions? Let me give an example. If you know, I was going hiking with my kids this last year up in the beautiful Colorado Rocky Mountains, and uh, my little daughter, Kiara, uh, was all excited. We're up high. We're looking, you know, down and we could see these grand views, you know, but she gets a little too close to the edge of the cliff there. <laughs> and I'm getting a little uh, concerned about that. And so I, I use my mind. I make a judgment that if she gets too close to that cliff, that's not good for her. So I tell her to pull back. Don't get too close. You can watch from back here. Let me hold you. You know, don't go this far close to the ledge. I use my mind. I made a judgment that it wouldn't be good for little Kiara to get too close to the edge of the cliff because she could fall. She could die. Is it okay to do that? Yes. Because I love her. I want what's best for her. I don't want her to get, I don't want her to get hurt. So I make a judgment that it's not good for her. Now, when I make that judgment, am I judging her soul? Am I saying, Kiara, don't get too close to the cliff because you're going to go to hell if you do. No, I'm not judging her soul. <laughs> I'm not doing anything like that. I just, I just love her. And I know that it, that if she gets too close, you know, she could get really, really hurt. Same thing. If, if I know you want to get to that parish event and I know, you know, we're talking on the phone and I happen to notice on Google maps that the, the main highway that you're on is, is closed up ahead. There's a big accident and you're going to be an hour late. Can I use my mind to make a judgment that if you stay on that highway, you're going to be late for something you really want to get to, you know, can I make that judgment? Of course I can. I'm not condemning you. I'm not saying you're a horrible person. No, I'm not judging your soul. I'm just making the judgment. Hey, if you stay on that road, you know, you're, 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 you're not going to get here on time. You're going to be late. Now let's go a step further here, right? So we can use our mind to make a judgment for our own actions. We can even use our minds and make judgments about other people's actions. You know, if you get too close to the cliff, you might fall. You stay on a highway where there's a big accident up ahead, you're going to be late for where you're trying to get to. We can do that. But I want to go one step further here and ask you, my listeners, is it okay to use your mind and make a judgment about other people's actions, their moral actions? Can we actually make a judgment about other people's moral actions? Again, I, I just noticed some, there, there's a, there are some of you that nodded again. Uh-oh. Don't you know Jesus says, don't judge? Didn't Jesus say not to judge? And yet you're, you're a Christian and you're saying you can judge other people's moral actions? I also know some of you that maybe are a little uncertain about that. And that's okay. We're, we're going to talk about this. I want to unpack this. What does this really mean? Let's say there's, and this is the example uh, I gave recently. Let's say there's a, a college student, young gal goes off to university and she's sleeping around with one man after another, after another, after another. Can I use my mind and make a judgment? That's not good for her. Can I use my mind to make a judgment? She's made for something so much more. Can I use my mind to make a judgment? She's not going to find the love she's looking for this way. 
She's not going to really find true happy. Can, can, I, can I do that? Yes, absolutely. Can I judge her soul? No, never. I can't judge her soul. I don't know. That's between her and God. Only God can judge her spiritual status before him. I'm not God. Uh, I don't know her background. I don't know her situation. I don't know what was going on in her life. Who am I to judge? Pope Francis would say, and rightly so. You see, uh, I might just get a glimpse. I just happen to notice something, but that doesn't mean that I see the whole picture. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe this poor gal grew up in a very dysfunctional family and never, never experienced authentic love. I don't know that, but God does. Do you think God takes that into consideration? I'm sure he does in his mercy and compassion. Yeah, I, I don't know her background. I mean, maybe she was abused. Maybe she was raised by modern educators that taught her, this is how you use your sexuality. Use it freely in this way, and you could be a modern, liberated woman. I, I don't know her background. I don't know what all happened, but, but God does. What I do know is that a woman in, in that kind of situation doesn't need, me, doesn't need me to have a judging, condemning heart toward her. She needs my compassion. She needs our love like Jesus loved. Now, at the same time, can I judge the moral action? Can I say this isn't good for her? Can I say this, this isn't healthy? Yes, I can say that. And, and if I love her, should I, should I ever talk to her about it? Remember, we talk about this a lot on the show. What is love? Love isn't some feeling, some emotion. No, the Catholic Catechism of the Catholic Church defines love, quoting the great St. Thomas Aquinas, is to will the good of the other, to seek what's best for someone else. So if I really will the good of this woman, I, I, I care about her, I want what's best for her, should I tell her? Should I talk to her about this? I mean, I'm not saying if you're a stranger. I mean, you know, if I don't know the person, I just show up at her dorm and, you know, say, hi, you don't know me, but you're in mortal sin. That's weird. That's probably going to do more harm than good. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if God put this person in your life, this is your friend, this is your, your sister, this is your niece, this is your roommate. God put this person in your life. Do you have a responsibility to talk to them about this? If you love them, if you want what's best for them. Now, I want to be clear. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to do it right now. You have to do it in the right time and the right way. So don't, don't leave this podcast and pull out your phone and like just call your brother and say, oh, I've been waiting to call my brother. Brother, I heard Edward Serena's podcast and, and, and I need to call you and tell you about your sin. Well, maybe you haven't talked to your brother since Thanksgiving. Maybe you need to repair the relationship first. <laughs> Maybe you need to build trust. Maybe your brother needs to know you love him. And you love him no matter what he does, no matter what his beliefs are, no matter what his lifestyle is, you love him. Does he really know that? Maybe you might need to do that first. <laughs> Maybe you need to help your brother just come to know that there is a God, a God who loves him, a God who has a wonderful plan for his life, a God that's so merciful that no matter what he's done in his life, that, that, that God is so merciful. Maybe he needs to know God's love and mercy first before we start you know, talking about the, the moral issues going on. There, there could be many reasons reasons why we don't have the conversation now. There were moments on Good Friday when Jesus was silent, and that was the most prudent thing to do. But when push came to shove, before Pilate, Jesus eventually spoke, even if it cost him his life. And my question for you is, do you really believe there's moral truth? And do you love the people in your life? Because if you, if you love the people in your life, you should want to talk to them about these things. Again, I want to be really clear here. I hope you're getting the right nuance and balance in the right way. 
not with any kind of like pride or I'm better, or I'm holier, but with great humility. If you really know your own weakness, you really know your own sin, how you struggle with pride, how you struggle with selfishness, how you struggle with lust, how you struggle with envy. And chances are, we all probably have a little bit of struggle in these areas. Even it might not be to the same degree as others, but we, we, if we at least really know ourselves and how weak and sinful we are, then our heart is going to move toward that person, that family member, that friend with compassion, with gentleness, with patience, not with a condescending tone, not with a, an arrogance, not with I'm better or you're wrong or an argumentative tone. No, it's, it's, it's going to be coming from a place of, look, we're all brothers struggling in this world, but I love you so much. I want to show you a better way. That's what Pope Francis says. Pope Francis says that we need to go out to the world, to those that live different lifestyles, that have different beliefs, love them, befriend them, even pray with them if we can. But he also says we have to show them a better way. Do you love the people in your life enough to show them the better way? You see, because here's the challenge. Our, our modern secular age is trying to get us to silence our witness, our cancel culture in which we live. It, it, it wants us to say, you should never judge, never say anything's right or wrong. And so what happens is we don't talk about the things that matter most in life. We'll spend the rest of our days with our, our family members talking about the NFL or talking about what's trending on social media or the latest movie. We'll never get to talk about the things that matter most in life. This, this secular age is actually, it's dividing us. It's getting us to be indifferent to the people around us. So, well, I guess I can't say anything. So I won't, you know, I don't want to be judgmental. And I want to share this with you all because this is so important. As I do, I've done work with college students for 20 years, especially the last 10, 15 years, they're so scared to say anything's right or wrong. And they're afraid because they don't want to be judgmental. They don't want to be a bigot. I mean, who does? Do you want to be a bigot? Do you want to be known as an intolerant person? No one does, right? But what they think, they think is that if they say something's wrong and it's wrong for everyone, they think they're, they're, they're being judgmental. And we want to free them from that. We want them to see, no, if you want to love the people in your life, then you have to hold on to truth. And you have to be willing to share the truth at the right time and the right way, but with great love. That's love. To be indifferent to the people around you isn't love. I mean, think about it. If, if I'm you know, with my, my daughter and we're on that hike and, and she gets too close to the ledge and I say, well, I mean, I wouldn't do that if I was a seven-year-old, but I don't want to impose my views on you. I, I don't want to be intolerant, so I'm going to tolerate this. Is, is that love? She could fall and get really hurt. That's not love. If I'm talking to you on the phone, you're trying to get to, to that event at the parish, but I know there's a big accident up ahead and, and I don't tell you that. I don't say anything and I just say, well, hey, see you when you get there. <laughs> is that love? Am I a good friend to you? No. Indifference is not love. Indifference is not love. And our relativistic society is getting us to be indifferent to the people closest to us. It's getting us not to talk about the things that matter most in life. And so if you have a friend, if you have a family member, you have someone at work, and, and God's put this person in your life and you've really developed some trust at some point, you want to share Jesus with them. You want to share the love of God with them. You want to introduce them to the Catholic faith. And if there's a moral issue, we can talk about these things, you know, but in, at the right time and the right way. It's not the lead off topic. You don't just go to, you know, your friend Bob, you know, in cubicle number three and say, hey, Bob, I noticed this immoral thing you're doing. Like that, that's just weird. Again, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about having hearts of love where you, you love the person no matter what they do. 
No matter what choices they make, you still love them. You can disagree, but you still love them. And they, they're confident in that love. They're confident that, that you're, 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 you're still there, even though you might not see eye to eye on things. But what you want to do is introduce them, that person, to the basics of the Christian life, that there is a God, that they're made for love, they're made for happiness, they're made for friendship, ultimately friendship with God, and that God has a plan, and this God has a marvelous plan for our happiness, and that, yes, we've all turned away from that plan, we've fallen astray to greater or lesser degrees, but we all have, I have. They need to know that you're a sinner. <laughs> you know, you're coming as, a, as another weak, broken fellow in, in the human race that's fallen. <laughs> and so we, 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 we've all sinned, and that's brought the suffering into this world. But Jesus has come, and he seeks us out with his mercy. He wants to forgive us. All we have to do is turn to him and tell him we're sorry, especially in confession, and he could forgive us and heal us. But he calls us to follow him. He says, follow me, he who is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth. Truth isn't an abstract concept, an idea, just something for the classroom or libraries. No, no. Truth is a person. It's Jesus. And we don't want to run away from Jesus. We want to share him. We want to share truth with others so that they can be free. That's what Jesus says, by the way. You know, he says, the truth will set you free. I think that's the... That's the key here, that the truth will set us free. We've experienced that freedom, and we want to share that freedom with the people around us so they can be free interiorly, free from all that weighs them down, free from all that enslaves them. Do you love the people in your life? Do you want them to experience that deep freedom in the love of Christ, in the truth of Christ? Then let's go out and share him with others. Let's not be afraid. You know, it wouldn't be wonderful if we all were united together confidently, whether it's whether you're a leader in a parish or a diocese, you're a leader in campus ministry, you're a student leader, you're a leader in your own home, you're a mom, you're a dad. Uh, wouldn't it be awesome if all together with the leaders of the church, with the Catholic speakers and Catholic influencers out there, it, that we all were united together and not afraid to talk about the hard things, not afraid to lose likes and followers, not afraid of the cancel culture, but we were united together, united to stand with Jesus in the fullness of truth. We could help bring so many other souls to that truth, to that peace, to that freedom, to that love. Jesus said, don't judge, but he wasn't talking about making judgments and saying things are right or wrong. No, he wants to give us the truth that sets us free. Let's take that truth and set the world on fire with the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to learn more about this topic and how we talk about truth, and you know, especially with our children, especially with young adults, especially with friends and family, check out my book. It's called Who Am I to Judge? Responding to Relativism with Logic and Love. Who Am I to Judge? That's the name of the book. And if you have any questions, send them to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can always find me on my website, edwards3.com. That's edwardsri.com. God bless. 